This looks like Russian intelligence. This walks like Russian intelligence. This sounds like Russian intelligence. Every intelligence professional I've been talking to, Mika, says this is a Russian intelligence disinformation campaign. Ah, yes, that was Jeremy Bash, the ex-husband of CNN's Dana Bash, who's also a Democrat campaign operative that was given a window dressing job at the Central Intelligence Agency. Never an actual intelligence official, but one of the felonious 51. And now, Jimi Hendrix. An extraordinary, extraordinary development in the story of corruption and intrigue, Game of Thrones, and felonies, felonies everywhere. Happy Friday to you and uh, welcome. We are at 888-630-9625. Jeremy Bash, just a Democrat Party political operative with a false imprimatur of intelligence official, when in reality he was a chief of staff to a political appointee and came out of the campaign and not the intelligence world. He was perpetrating a fraud on MSDNC with uh, Mo and Jika over there. You know, uh, Mo Yarbrough and his semi-inflatable flotation device of a third wife. And uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, we uh, see, this is why we hold on to our audio sound bites, our audio actualities from, from days gone by, because... Now that the lid has been blown off of this story once again, and the lid has been blown off a number of times, but uh, there is no amount of lid blowing that uh, will bring the New York Times or a 60 Minutes to the table on these epic stories. Perhaps the biggest political scandal in the history of the country, and it does go hand in glove with the fake dossier that was Hillary Clinton's opposition research, where, by the way, there was a Russian operative involved in pulling that together, employed by the left-wing so-called think tank, the Brookings Institution in Washington, D.C., and the British spy Christopher Steele, the Steele dossier. And it's all just corruption. It's political corruption and nothing more. There's nothing intelligence about it. Now, again, with, uh, with John Solomon at Just the News, um, uh, getting a hold of the email that uh, really just lays bare the corrupt, seditious conspiracy perpetrated by these intelligence officials, a premeditated and admitted lie, uh, an extraordinary thing. Ex-CIA boss Mike Morell wrote colleagues that the Hunter Biden laptop letter was going to be used as a talking point in the upcoming debate. He wrote that on October 19th. That was a Monday. The debate was October 22nd. Joe Biden, sure enough, used it against President Trump in the debate. Oh, come on, 51 intel. Come on, man. 51 intelligence officials signed a letter, and it was all a lie. It was a conspiracy, a literal conspiracy. And it's right here in writing. The email in hand lays it right out there, uh, but not for the Washington Post or uh, 60 Minutes because they're not in the journalism business. They're in the fluffer business, the Democrat Party fluffer business. Mike Morrell saying to penitentiary face Brennan, try to give the campaign, trying 
to give the campaign, particularly during the debate on Thursday, a talking point to push back on Trump on this issue. And on that same day, Jeremy Bash, Democrat political operative and not an intelligence official on MSDNC, a propaganda outlet for the Democrat Party, is spreading the falsehood, spreading the lie. Uh, One of penitentiary face Brennan's people, he has people, went to the the, the frauds at the Politico, Nick Shapiro, went to the Politico, and I love this too, the author of the story at Politico, on October 19th, the same day that Mike Morrell recruited penitentiary face Brennan to sign on to this lie, this the felonious 51 to sign on to this lie document, on that very same day, October 19th, the writer was Natasha Bertrand, another Russian link, Natasha Bertrand. And her, her man, Boris Badenov. Natasha and Boris. Very, very much like Russian disinformation, comrades. And she typed on behalf of the Democrat Party, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former intel officials say. But of course, they're such weasels that they didn't quite say that. They just left you with that impression, as I explained the moment I read the letter on that day, live on the air as it was released. More than 50 former intelligence officials signed the letter casting doubt on provenance of a New York Post story on the former vice president's son, and very much on the former vice president at that time too, now president of the United States, in part because of this corrupt information operation that was run against the American people by the U.S. intelligence community on behalf of of the corrupt Biden campaign. And he is the military-industrial complex guy. Look, we got a war in Europe where uh, we got a transgender military, but, you know, uh, setting that aside, <clears throat> hundreds of billions of dollars, and, uh, hey, war with Russia. This is great for the war machine, man. Come on, man. And uh, Natasha, a Russian name. They got a Russian, and they're just so shameless about it, they just do it right in front of you. More than former, former senior intelligence officials, uh, that's an exaggeration, have signed onto a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Joe Biden's son, quote, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. That is a lie, and we know that to be a lie, and I knew it to be a lie that day. The letter signed on Monday centers around a batch of documents released by the New York Post last week that purported to tie the Democratic nominee to his son Hunter's business dealings. Oh, no, no no link there. Unless you read the emails, but uh, pay no attention to that. Unless you listen to Tony Bobulinski, which the FBI did years ago for six hours, and then they went to Starbucks and probably stole the coffee. Under the banner headline, Biden's secret emails, the Post reported it was given a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop hard drive by President Donald Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, the former U.S. attorney and mayor of New York. Is that who you're talking about? Who smashed the mafia and uh, stopped crime in New York City and who said he got it from a Mac shop owner in Delaware who also alerted the FBI, and the FBI had the hard drive, and and they've buried it in a shallow grave near Las Vegas. While the letter's signatories presented no new evidence, they said their national security experience had made them 
deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case, the letter said, and cited several elements of the story that suggested the Kremlin's hand at work. This is the Kremlin's hand at work. If we're right, this is, uh, who is it that uh, say, you know, if true? Yeah, James Clyburn. If true. Yeah, if true. It's the old if true standard. If Donald Trump is really a Russian spy. Well, if true. Yeah, that's true. That's a if true. But none of it was true. If we are right, they added, this is Russia trying to influence how Americans vote in this election. In uh, reality, uh, you weren't right and you knew you weren't right. You were deliberately deceiving the American people. You were lying. I think my mother would call that lying. Knowingly telling untruths. And we believe strongly that Americans need to be aware of this, they typed. Nick Shapiro, a former top aide to CIA Director John Brennan, known as penitentiary face Brennan, who voted for Gus Hall for president. Got to say it every time. Provided Politico with the letter on Monday. The debate was Thursday. They had to corrupt the election. He noted that the IC leaders who have signed the letter worked for the past four presidents, including Trump. See, that's supposed to give it some sort of imprimatur there. The real power here, however, is the number of former working-level IC officers. They love this IC. You got to speak the code, right? Just say intelligence community. What, are your fingers tired? Are you running out of ink? The number of working-level IC officers who want the American people to know that once again the Russians are interfering. Now, that's all a lie. All of it is a lie. Is that one lie or multiple lies? The former Trump administration officials who signed the letter include Russ Travers. See, this is supposed to give it legitimacy with everyone because they're former Trump administration. Russ Travers is not exactly a, a, a Trump loyalist who served as National Counterterrorism Center Acting Director. Glenn Gerstel, a former NSA general counsel. He's a lawyer. (laughs) You people. And this is supposed to give it uh, legitimacy, you see, right? Man, oh, man. Boy, retired CIA senior operations officer Cynthia Strand, crook, who served as CIA deputy assistant director for global issues. It's a political uh, slot. Former CIA directors, including acting directors, Brennan, Leon Panetta, who's a Democrat Party uh, operative uh, going back uh, decades and not an intelligence official. General Michael Hayden, John McLaughlin, used to be the smartest man in the world. Now he's just a crook. And Michael Morell, who signed the letter. He not, not only did he sign the letter, he was out there soliciting. He was pimping for the letter. And that is an entirely appropriate, perhaps generous term for what he was doing, along with more than three dozen other intelligence veterans. They're not all intelligence veterans. Dan Abash's husband was not, uh, ex-husband, was not an intelligence veteran by any stretch of the imagination. Several of the formal officials on the list have endorsed Biden. Little throwaway line there. Now, here's a key sentence, a throwaway buried in the story. Director of National Intelligence under Donald Trump and former member of the House of Representatives, John Ratcliffe, said on Monday that the information on Biden's laptop, quote, is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign, end quote. 
So he's the only one who's right and telling the truth. The rest are pathological criminal liars engaged in a seditious conspiracy against the United States of America, and they successfully influenced the outcome of a presidential election. Boy, oh boy. The New York Times, well, if you can't believe them, who can you believe? The New York Times raised questions on Sunday about the rigor of the New York Post's reporting process. Yeah, well, uh, they were right, and you guys were lying, as is so often the case, revealing that several of its reporters had refused to put their name on the Biden stories because they were concerned about the authenticity of the materials. Well, you know, not everybody can be right. Uh, The New York Post was right. The New York uh, uh, Times was engaged in a seditious conspiracy against the United States of America on behalf of their party, the Democrat Party. The New York Post stood by its reporting, saying it was vetted before publication, and of course all of that was true. But the release of the material which Politico has not independently verified, have you independently verified it yet, has drawn comparisons to 2016 when Russian hackers dumped troves of emails from Democrats onto the Internet, producing few damaging revelations but fueling accusations of corruption by Trump. So that was another big lie. So now how do you make that connection? They say that Russians hacked Democrat emails and dumped them onto the Internet. Okay. And that became a story about corruption by Trump because of the big lie about Russian collusion, which was never true, but they were still bouncing that ball at the Politico. Natasha was. And her man, Boris Badenov. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. And they go on and on and on here that uh, the U.S. intelligence agencies have described this as part of an active Russian disinformation effort aimed at denigrating Biden's candidacy. All lies. All of it lies. This uh, this is why, you know, I read the news media and I absorb the news the way that I do. Um, You know, as I say, a healthy dose of skepticism is called for would be generous. You know that you can purify the air in your home and get healthy, clean, fresh-smelling air, eliminate odors, kill mold spores, mildew, bacteria, and viruses? With the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier, which uses Oxy technology, Oxy technology naturally sends out O3 molecules into the air. O3 molecules seek out odors and air pollutants in your home and your office and, and destroy them. Doesn't mask or cover up bad odors and pollutants like a spray can. It eliminates them. It's called the thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home, provides you with pure fresh air just like after a thunderstorm. And right now, you can save two hundred American dollars on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm three pack for a whole home protection. You're going to get three units for under two hundred dollars. That's a fraction of the cost compared with some other air purifiers that can go for more than six hundred dollars each. So put one in your basement, your bedroom, your stinky teenager's room. Anywhere you'd like to breathe clean, fresh air. And with this special offer, you're getting three units for under $200. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code CHRIS. That's me, and you're going to save $200. Thank me later. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS, and shipping is free. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have uh, the uh, the crazy mental guy that... Uh, Uh, was choked on a subway train in New York and he died. And the Democrats may have to burn down the country and loot your business uh, because of it. And, uh, you know, they love crazy people. They are crazy people. 
And, oh, speaking of crazy people, San Francisco City Council had a meeting. Another transgender story there. Uh, that's kind of, and, and uh, they, I don't know if they're getting crazier or, or what, but we got it for you. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I've got a lot of Democrat crazy uh, coming up. And you, you got to hear the San Francisco City Council meeting. It might be my favorite audio of the day. Right now, let's go to Larry calling from Falls Church, Virginia. Lawrence, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Chris. Hello, Good morning. I am hesitant, reluctant, if you will, to correct you. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. The Felonious 51, I agree, they're, they're scum, but I need you to drop it by one to the Felonious 50. One man who did sign on to the letter subsequently recanted and said, no, this is effing stupid, I'm not doing this. No, forget it. Unfortunately, the letter was out by that point. He is a retired Special Forces officer and retired senior official from the agency. His name is Douglas Wise. Uh Proud American, a great guy. I've worked with him since the rendition of Miramal Kanzi back in 97. Super, super patriotic American. I don't know why he signed on, but like I said, he backed out. He 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 has since recused himself, if you will. Well, that's very good. And uh, he and you were involved in uh, Kanzi, a.k.a. Kazi, who killed people at the entrance to the CIA. Correct. Uh, and uh, this is uh, also your uh, background as well? Uh, yes, exactly the same. Okay. And um, all right, so we have one. Douglas Wise, we should scratch him off, uh, off and we should make it the felonious 50. Thank you, brother. All right, Larry, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling in. That's great stuff. Yeah, the uh, Kazi, a.k.a. Kanzi, captured in uh, Pakistan, murdered people at the entrance to the CIA with a uh, rifle. Uh, he was a jihadi, a bad guy. Yes, sir. Okay. We are back. You know, the uh, the fun of uh, being on the radio and uh, Mothership Washington, you you get calls from all kinds of interesting people listening out there. And uh, Larry, one of them, saying that um, his pal, former uh, Special Forces, soldier Douglas Wise, who went uh, the intelligence path, involved in the uh, the, the uh, getting this Mar-Amil 
uh, Kanzi, who murdered CIA people arriving at work at the CIA headquarters in uh, Langley. And uh, I bet uh, Larry and I probably know some people in common. I, uh, if I had had more time to talk to Larry, so, you know, Brad Garrett is a guy that I, I used to know. Brad Garrett, FBI, Dr. Death at the FBI. He, uh, Brad Garrett was one of the guys that went through the door in Pakistan to grab Kazi, Kanzi, the killer. That was a 1993 uh, murder case. And Brad Garrett worked with a friend of mine in Washington, D.C., uh, who was a homicide detective, Jim Trainum. Uh, they, they cracked the Chandra Levy case, among others, and uh, the triple homicide at the Starbucks down the street from the radio station here, too. Homicide detective. Friend of mine, drinking buddy. Used to drink Bud Lights back then. Oh, did you see this stuff? This is, uh, <laughs> this is amazing stuff. You know, the all over the country, um, Bud Lights are piling up. And you go to Sam's Club, and there are plenty of cases of Bud Lights to get. And, they, you know, now the suppliers are saying, stop sending the Bud Lights. Did you see a baseball game in Boston Fenway. in Fenway Park? There was a video that a uh, baseball fan posted on Al Gore's Amazing Internet last night. Went up to the concourse where you go to get beers and hot dogs and stuff. And uh, there's, a, you know, the concession stands. And there was one concession stand selling beers. And they are, they got Miller Lite and whatever else you want. And then next, and, and there's a big long line there. 40, 50 people standing patiently in line to get those beers. Right next to it, and I mean right next to it, is a big... 12-foot-wide Bud Light concession stand with the employees texting on their phones, just sitting there texting their girlfriends because there's nobody in line. Fenway Park, not selling a Bud Light. The, uh, the, it, it was, it was a, a picture that told a thousand words. It said a thousand words. <laughs> and uh, pretty amazing stuff. And they, you know, last time I looked that, and then they they got this. Uh, who is he? The CEO of. I have some of the Boston audience. Oh, you have the Boston. Oh, yeah, and the guy, the guy who uh, made the video. I said, look at this guy. You know, he's got a, a bit of a Boston accent. It would be fair to say. I said, look at all the big line over here for every other beer except Bud Light, and nobody at the Bud Light concession. It's bizarre. Uh, yeah, not so bizarre. And honestly, you know, the woman who made these incredibly bad decisions was placed on leave last time I looked. She should be officially fired, shouldn't she? She's doubtless still collecting a gigantic salary for being the worst marketer in the history of the world. The new Coke guy is thrilled that this woman came along to steal his mantle. Yeah, nice job, uh, nice job there, Bud Light. I still, I still haven't had a Bud Light. You know, Bud Light to me was mother's milk for decades, and uh, I haven't had one since the, since they got so stupid. Fenway Park. Michael Ducaris. Oh, you have the, yeah, you have the CEO there. Here he is Michael Ducaris. He sounds like Klaus Barbie though. Listen, here's the CEO, um, trying to explain his way out of this one. It's not just Fenway Park, it's the whole country and probably beyond. Let me share some thoughts on the Bud Light situation. To put that situation. Put in the context of our global context. Context global. Let me start by clarifying a few facts. One fact. This was the result of one camp. One, one camp. It was not made for production 
or say it to general public. One can. It was one post, not a formal campaign or advertisement. They really think it's a good idea to have Klaus Barbie doing their... Uh... <laughs> Maybe it was the Butcher of Lyon. Is that the Butcher of Lyon? <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the Democrats because they are they are really something, aren't they? San Francisco is, of course, a uh, you know city on the rocks. It is uh, it's uh, going through a real bad time, real bad time. Maybe a hundred years from now, uh, people will begin to forget what uh, the Democrats have done to San Francisco. They're doing it to New York, too. That's coming up as well. Here's the, uh, the story, and it's, uh, it's, it's, gosh, it's amazing. From the Free Press, the Free Press, May 5th, that's uh, Cinco de Mayo. That's today, 2023. Video, colon, they love their colons. I hate you, that's in quotation marks. <laughs> Activists. Every Democrat is an activist, aren't they? They might just burn your car at any time, even your house. They might show up at a Supreme Court justice's house with a gun because they're a sad. Activist Leah McGeever, kind of like MacGyver, but she's a giver. Leah McGeever, and we're looking at Leah McGeever. Um, we were trying to discern the gender of Leah McGeever, and it, it's not easy, but I think uh, Leah uh, you know, can't can't say, well, it's a woman's name, but that doesn't mean anything because Democrats, you know. Activist Leah McGeever launches ear-splitting scream at Board of Supervisors meeting. Now, the Board of Supervisors is their city council, but they don't call it a city council. They call it a Board of Supervisors, a water board of supervisors. So pro-trans activist Leah McGeever screamed and swore at the San Francisco Board of Supervisors on Tuesday in protest of the releasing of a security guard accused of killing a trans shoplifter. Shouldn't we say transgender? I mean, trans is a prefix that applies to a a great many words and circumstances. I'll add it. A security guard accused of killing a transgender shoplifter last week at a Walgreens. What is it with Walgreens? Walgreens become a magnet for mental cases, hasn't it? And, uh, you know, in New York City the other day, New York, New York, the city that never sweeps, they, they had a crazy mental person go into Walgreens with an empty shopping bag, fill it up with stuff that he was stealing. And when the big security guard, a recently retired NYPD police officer, attempted to stop the mentally ill Democrat, the Democrat hit the security guard in the head, swung, swung the, uh, the heavy bag, cranked him in the head, big welt on his orbital ridge, smashed his glasses, then the security guard held him to the ground as he was uh, fleeing the scene of the crime, which is now not just theft, but also assault, possibly felony assault, but not in New York. No, they arrested the security guard, the retired NYPD officer, the Port Authority police did, threw him in jail. He's in the Who's Go, and he was in there for, I think, at least seven hours, but uh, that's okay. So here we are at Walgreens again, and a security guard accused of killing a transgender shoplifter and uh, boy, Mm-mm-mm. now here is the transgender activist Leah McGeever addressing the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, normally known as a city council. <laughs> she has an opening statement. This is her. 
I don't have to imagine it. They didn't do it. I hate you, Board of Supervisors. I hate you, London Breed. I hate you, Jenkins. Ah! Well, I think she's going to have a raspy voice. That's uh, That is a perfectly normal Democrat in 2023. She's uh, screaming, I live in District 6. I hate a lot of, a lot of people on this board. For the reasons that led up to Banco Brown's death. See, the transgender person that the security guard allegedly killed at the Walgreens was named Banco. Banco? B-A-N-K-O, 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 and Banco was his name Oh, Banco Brown's death, said McGeever, who donned a mask before speaking. Was that like a surgical mask or a Joker mask or a Guy Fawkes mask or what kind of a... So I often prepare something, she says. Maybe a little historical, maybe a little poetic, she said. Whatever, she says, whatever. And a lot of performative people on this board who will say one thing and support black people, homeless people, trans people. That'd be transgender, homeless people. And then immediately stab you in the face, being racist, transphobic, anti-homeless. I'm actually anti-homeless because I think everyone should have a home. And if they're out going crazy on New York City subways, they should be given a home uh, that they can't leave voluntarily. Just, uh, just saying. Hold D.A. Jenkins accountable. Hold him accountable. Amen. Cowards. The, uh, the Democrat Party did that, and, and so you, I hate what you did to us. I don't think they did that to you. Um, that wasn't them. No, that wasn't them. Yeah, so we got Banco. We got Banco for you, B-A-N-K-O. Uh, B-A-N-K-O. And, uh, and we got another one today, Shams DeBaron. We're going to get to Shams DeBaron in a little bit, too, because there is nothing normal about the Democrat Party. I got to tell you. Boy, oh, boy. That is nuts. Um, all right, so that's your uh, that's your Democrat Party. Oh, there is uh, there is more too, because in Florida, a transgender. I'm thankful they use the entire word transgender. CBS 47 in Duval County, Florida. The headline is: Transgender lifeguard candidate rejected by city of Jacksonville after removing top at the pool. See, this is a woman, a biological woman, which is a woman who says that she's a man, man, and she showed up for her audition, you know, to sit poolside on the big tall chair alongside of the water. And she, obviously a woman, pulled off her top, revealing her womanly breasts, see? And, uh, and people screamed, okay? Because they said, wait a minute, you're not a man. And she said, oh, no, I'm a man. And they said, but you have... Uh, the breasts of a woman. And she said, that really doesn't matter. I'm a man anyway. Action News Jax. That's Jacksonville. So you're going to say Jax, just say Jax. It's like trans, right? Action News Trans. Has confirmed a controversy over a transgender lifeguard applicant who applied for a job with the city of Jacksonville. It happened at the city pool at Cecil Aquatic Center during the group tryout for the job. There were children present. 
Yeah, as long as they're not, you know, male genitalia uh, twerking in the kindergarten class, because they're okay with that. Democrats have been fighting for that in Florida. There were children present during the exercise. The city has received complaints about the incident, but why? Pourquoi? Though a city spokesperson, genderless, said they, could be them, did not have the total number of complaints. They don't have the total number of complaints, but the incident happened last Thursday uh, at uh, Cecil Pool. A transgender person, a female who identifies as male, removed their, meaning her, shirt, exposing their bare breasts, meaning her bare breasts, and completed a portion of the training, I bet she did, with 20 other trainees, while we cannot confirm the age of the individual participating in the training, Jack's Park recruits lifeguards starting at age 15. I'll see that could be illegal because of that. See, this gets complicated. This occurred within view of uh, several dozen children. How dare you? And their parents. Are all the children transgender too? Or is that actually just plural for people? Because the Democrats have mangled the language to the point where, you you know, you need a a forensic uh, (laughs) semanticist to dismantle what they're saying versus what they're trying to say. Uh, sharing the pool at the same time, Action Jack spokes with Silio Sunsare. Silio Sunsare. Sunsare. Whoa. I, uh, I, this, this is what the Democrats have done uh, to the country, done to the United States of America. And uh, and it gets you know you got the screaming transgender person in uh, in San Francisco because that's perfectly normal now thanks to the Democrat Party, and uh, then there is the trans activist Silio Sunsero. Kids don't sexualize breasts. It's the adults that are making it out bigger than what what it is. Um, How big is were the they? Difference if the person had top surgery or not. Top surgery. What's the difference? They had top surgery or not? That's completely crazy. Uh, Celio Sunsare. Why not, Celio? We can't move past this as a community without the proper education and the advocacy and just the basic respect. No matter how much you don't agree with someone's ideals, just respect them. Yeah, naked in your child's uh, locker room in junior high. Just uh, no matter what, you're just a bigot, see? They're not pedophiles, and don't be critical of someone just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. I also hope to uh, get to this crazy left-wing radical Democrat, uh, often called a communist in Denver, Colorado. City council member named Candy Lee Kitabaka. Candy Lee Kitabaka um, believes that she's a member of city council elected in the United States of America, says white businesses should be taxed extra and the tax money should be redistributed to black-owned businesses because she's a racist. And uh, she said capitalism was built on stolen land, stolen labor, and stolen resources. Why don't you join us here in the 21st century? The water is uh, fine. You people are very, very unwell. Today's Democrat Party, um, I don't want to say they should be banned, but they should just leave the nice country alone. 
Let's go to uh, the phones, Michael. Let's go to Bonnie, listening on the WMAL app in Charleston, South Carolina. Bonnie, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Well, first, Chris, I do want to say I tried to record your show, but it doesn't have your name up there yet. Uh, on the uh, oh, on the Newsmax show. Well, yeah, uh, you're congrats, right. By the way, congrats. Well, well yeah. thank you very much. It premieres Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, they still call it Prime News or something on there, but I recorded it anyway, assuming you will be on it. But that's not why I called. I called because I think we're making some headway with the woke crowd, because if you do understand, Anheuser-Busch has not really chastised us and told us that we were wrong. Actually, they've admitted they haven't really admitted that they made a mistake, but they did admit that a mistake was made. That's uh, very interesting. Uh, are you an attorney? Because you're... <laughs> God, no. I'm a 77-year-old grandmother. <laughs> yeah, drawing a fine line there that uh, in, in Washington, D.C., lines like that are, are drawn uh, uh, moment to moment. Uh, but you're right because they're, you know, the Butcher of Lyon uh, CEO uh, Van Anheuser-Busch came out and he said, and it is kind of strange that you send uh, somebody out with that accent for Anheuser-Busch when the controversies, controversies in the United States. But I guess the, you know, the lady that made this incredibly bad decision who went to Harvard and Wharton uh, and her boss, who was a white man, because you got to fire a white man if you're going to fire a white woman. They, well, they've just been, they're on leave. They're on a leave of absence. Um, they've uh, vanished. So, you know, uh, nobody wants to come out and speak to this. So, you know, hey, let's get Klaus He'll do it. Klaus will do anything. Um, yeah, you're right. They haven't quite apologized. And that's a mistake, isn't it, Bonnie? They should. Yep. They, yep. Sh- they, they should, should apologize. apologize. Yeah, right. they should apologize. Bonnie, thank you very much. And and thank you for uh, bringing up my, uh, my Newsmax show. I'm going to be down at the Newsmax studios this afternoon. And the show begins uh, Monday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Be there, you know, if you'd like. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Do we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.